your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 16, verses 1 through 4 and verse 9, CSB version. 1, 2, 3, read. Yeah. I'd like to talk about today in this part of our courtship series, trained to make good decisions. Trained to make good decisions. Almighty one, you are the beginning and the end. You are the truth and you're the life. You're also our clarity. And God, I pray today for a great sense of sovereign clarity on the lives of your people. Lord God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that people would find their footing today in ways that they never have. Work on their hearts. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. trained to make good decisions. Um, when I first started walking with the Lord, um, when I first started walking with the Lord, I used to ask God about everything. I was, I was super legalistic, meaning I was judgy, you know, I was the Christian Christian. You know, that's back when we carried Bibles to church. We didn't have phones. And we had the, you can go to the Christian bookstore and get you, you know, your little journal made and you put the zip around it and you got the little place. To, some of y'all don't do that no more. That's, that's when you was a real Christian. You came to church. It looked like a bag. Your Bible was so big, you know. And um, I asked God about everything. You know, what should I eat? And, you know, should I go over here? Should I go left or right, God? I, I just want to really be in your will. And I, I, I would overdo it. But then I started growing a bit and I started learning how to, how to ask God um, for key things in my life, you know? Like, who should I marry? Amen. <laughs> Where should I go to school? Uh, what should I do for the rest of my life? And, uh, and, and, and of course, some of the first things I talked about was out of a passion just to follow the Lord. But as you grow and as you develop as a believer, and as you'll see in this text, there's some things that you don't have to overpray about. They're things that you can just make a decision to do. But, but, but over the years, I, I have found that, 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 that this, is how, this is big. Um, I found that if you want to get to know a person quickly, listen, look at the decisions that they make. Y'all better hear me today. The reasoning behind their decision making. What is the fruit of their decision making? And the type of people they surround themselves with and the type of decisions the people they're around with make and the results of those decisions. And so what's interesting about the book of Proverbs, it is, it is a book of really three people, three types of people, but really ultimately two. But I'll name the three, the naive, the wise, and the fool. 
Now, really, it's the wise and the fool. The naive is the person that does, hasn't fully grown in wisdom, but they can become a fool or they can become wise. Now, it's interesting. There's one really main word for wise, maybe two, but really one main word, chokmah. Somebody say chokmah. Yeah, that's a Hebrew word that means skillfully live out what you know. That's what it means. Now, 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 the, now in Proverbs, there's, there's not just one type of fool. There's about two or three types of fools. In other words, there's levels to foolery. Okay? So, 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 so the, the, the worst kind of fool that the Bible talks about is the Nabal. The Nabal, that means stupid fool. But you're not just a fool, you stupid, right? You know, that's the person you definitely don't want to be, uh, is, is the stupid fool. But one of the things that, that you'll find out through the book of Proverbs is it gives axioms that are a general principle, but has exceptions to certain parts of it. And that's one of the things that you want to do. You want to be careful how you read Proverbs as a result race-based book. But one of the things that as, as in pastoring people and in, and, and, and in discipling people and walking with people and helping people is the biggest culture that needs to shift in the life of most Christians Young and old is making better and more mature decisions. I mean, in addition, many of you under the sound of my voice have to grow in a way that you need to mature to know what decisions you make are actually bad. You, you, got, you, got, you got to begin to know that, right? Right, 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 right. And, and, and so you, you, Proverbs is about a father... And a mother training their children up in what it means to skillfully win at life. And that's, that's what the book is. It, 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 the parents want uh, them to, to, to skillfully win at life. It begins with a father and it ends with a mother. <clears throat> Interestingly enough, and so you, you want to be able to, as a believer, make, different, make, make great decisions in every sector of your life. You want to make good personal life decisions. A to the doggone man. You want to make good family decisions. You ought to lift your hands on that part. B business decisions. Not just boss moves, right? F good financial decisions. You should have spoken tongues on that part. No, don't do that. Uh, household direction. So, so, so uh, can, can I just, I, I want to stand in this introduction a little bit. Um, there are three wills of God, and then I give you the sub wills. Are y'all cool with that? Now, now, there's the sovereign will of God, there's the moral will, and then there's individual will. Those, those are the three wills of God, right? Now, when you look at the three wills of God, that, these, these what you call God's perfect will. Somebody say God's perfect will. Perfect will is the stuff that God's, that, that's what he, that's, 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 this is going to hit right here. Just like this. This is unstoppable stuff that God wants to happen that that nothing you do thwarts it, okay? Then there's what's called uh, uh, um, uh, 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 his permissive will. Now, all of God's permissive will, historically, we've thought of as bad. All of it isn't bad. So what God allows is his permissive will. So everything that he allows, right? Everything he allows in your life, not only that, we see it every day. Now, all permissive will is a sin, allowing people to choose or not to choose. We're going to come back to all of this. And what's best for them from God's perspective? What I like about this, though, is the reality of the permissive decisions 
and mistakes that either you committed or somebody did to you. This is the beauty of this. If God goes, if we go back to God's sovereign will, what, it doesn't stop God's sovereign will in your life. Yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't getting it. So, so, so when Joseph went through all his brothers, put him through slavery and they came to him. And, and, and they thought he was going to kill them to get retribution on him. They didn't know that he'd grown mature. And he said, this is when you know you've grown when somebody did you super dirty. And you said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. You, you know you mature when somebody did you stinky dirty. And you can see the divine work and hand of God in your life despite what they did. And what's crazy about the story of Joseph is Joseph not only forgave his brothers, he preserved them. You know you're a Christian. If you, if you got a chain, you can, take, you can cut all the legs out from under him. But you decide, I'm not going to be dirty to you like you were being dirty to me. And guess what? I'm going to heap coals like Romans chapter 12 says on your head because God got so much purpose on my life I can't get pleasure out of doing you dirty because God ain't take me through all of that to mature me through all of that to give me a breakthrough through all of that for me to make the same moves I did before I went through it because little did you know some of the stuff that happened to you was God allowing it for a reason maybe unknown now but one day he will show the things that he wanted to develop and mature you in so when you, when, you, when you look at this and when you, when you work through this idea of decision making, if we can get this right more often, we know we can get it wrong sometimes, but if we get decision making right more often, we'll have a beautiful life and we'll be able to help others. Point one, point one, if you're going to make good decisions, whatever you are serious about in life, you plan for. <laughs> whatever you're serious about. In life, you plan for it. It's interesting. It says the reflections of the heart belong to mankind. This is dope. The word reflections in other translations can be translated plans, uh, but it also is an interesting word. Um, the, the word lexically means to set in order. It's a, it's a word used of worship. It's a term of worship. In other words, in other words, so, so, so to plan is to worship. Okay? Let me explain something to you. God plans his sovereign will. He doesn't plan your individual will. Okay? In other words, there are things, God's not going to tell you how to buy a house. You got to plan for that. Okay? We, y'all going to see in a second. And so, so, so in, other, in other words, there are things in your life, everything in your life, that means something to you must have a plan. Everything that means anything to you. So, so, so he, says, he says, the reflections of the heart belong to mankind. And so, 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 so keep the verse up there. The reflections of the heart. Heart in Hebrew means mind, emotions, will. Somebody say mind, mind. emotions, emotions, will. So we talk about mind, that means uh, uh, basically um, values and, and, and goals, right? Um, that are God's, not yours. Right. God's ultimate goals behind different things. And we'll talk about what you should be embedding in your goals and in your vision and in your planning. Are you tracking with me? But then uh, uh, emotions is your affections that are attached to 
what you what, what wants to happen. So, 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 and we're going to talk about what God does with that, right? But then we'll executing the thing that you value and have a passion for. Okay, now, when we talk to this, it says it belongs to mankind. In other words, God puts in your hand to plan stuff. Now, this is very important. Hear me today. One of the last frontiers of my life to really take seriously was my finances. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I grew up with a traumatic relationship with money. Because in my house, you know, I ain't going to tell too much, sis. You know, I know you're there. And, uh, you said it's all right? Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> my sister, I'm like, I ain't going to tell everything. But, um, man, we grew up in a very traumatic household financially. My relationship with money was traumatic because we didn't know when the bills were going to get paid. My dad was a numbers runner. He kept a gun on him, uh, and he was in the choir. <laughs> he was a Buffalo soldier. And World War II and the Korean War got two Purple Hearts, grew up in the Jim Crow South, and was a straight gangster and had hands and pointing the gun skills, all right? And we grew up where he was, he was an alcoholic, and so the, the gas would get turned off. My dad, was, my dad was a wild. He would go get a big wrench, go outside, and return the gas on after the gas people left. My, that was my dad. And so, and so don't tell him I'm not here and tell him I'm in the hospital when the bail people call. That's when the bail people... They, didn't, they, they call. And, and, and my relationship with money. So when I grew up, I didn't realize it until I got married. When I got married, um, if we had to go see the accountant, I would get anxiety attacks. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And, I, and in other words, because when I finally got a little bit of teeny tiny money, I felt like money was therapy for me to ease what I was feeling about life and that. Y'all not hearing me. And so what I had to do is I had to work on changing my relationship with money, food, and sex. I had to change my relationship with him. And guess what I had to do? I had to get things in place for myself, right? And so when, you, when, I, when I get things in place for myself, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, I know, I know, I love y'all. Y'all want everything, don't y'all? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so one of the things that I had to do is I had to put things in place in my life to help me because some plans I could do, some plans I couldn't. So guess what I had to do? Get help. Okay. So guess what I had to do? I, 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 um, um, I, I got an annuity planner. I, 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 in, in the next month, I'm getting my will done. Black people, if you don't stop leaving Negroes in your family to fight after your I'm going to go through here with a paddle and spank everybody black people Woo, help me today we, I'm, I'm a, I want to talk to us for a second we got to do better we die and just our family fighting you, nobody know what nothing is Life insurance, ain't got no life insurance. Don't know what the accounts are. And so what I had to do <laughs> is I said, I'm, I'm not going to leave my kids like that. So my business, I'm, I, I, got, I, I wrote out a, a, a poor man's will, but I'm about to get it notarized. Right? Um, I, I, another thing that I had to do was I, I, got, I, I paid off all our school debt, both of our loans. Because um, y'all don't know I'm bivocational. I be on these streets so I can... You know, take care of these peoples. I, I gotta, 
you know, and so, so, so I started a business. And so that's why I write. That's why I do that. I do that for ministry. But also God made me. He said, no, nah, you can you can talk to me about it. you also do it for the money, brother. He said, it's OK to do it for the money as well, son. A to the men. And I paid off. I paid. My, so, I, so I got I, I'm bad. So I knew I wasn't great with money. So you got to admit when you're not great at something. I'm great at spending money. And so I had to develop a different relationship with money by getting someone to give me a comprehensive perspective of using money as a tool rather than a therapy device. So I got, so I got a, so, so my financial, I got an accountant, set up an LLC. Y'all ain't hearing me. I got, I got a financial planner and an annuity planner. That annuity planner helped me to, this is what you do with the money. Don't go out here and get on the internet and buy up everything. Listen, this is what I want you to do. Pay these credit cards, I'll pay them off. Then they said, put this away for an emergency fund. Put that in an emergency fund. Put this in savings. And then now I got a five bucket plan to build my financial portfolio for my family. And in my lineage, I'll be the first from my, in my lineage, not in my siblings, to begin to think better about finances and planning. Listen, family, we all have to do better with our money. And listen, listen, you don't, you're not waiting for a raise to manage your money. You, raise, you manage it now. If you don't manage it now, you'll blunder the increase. And so sometimes your lack of increase is God being nice to you because he don't want you to blow the bag we this type of people, if we about to get a bag, we get a credit card and start spending, and the bag ain't even here yet. That's how you know you got a problem. I had to do, I had to do planning with my weight. I tried, I, I tried Weight Watchers. I tried Keto. I tried uh, 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 South Beach, North Beach, uh, uh, Negro. Um, I tried every single diet. So this time, I you know what I needed? I needed a mentor and accountability. Many of you in your life, you got to, listen, your life isn't going to be healthy until you work on getting those areas of your life properly planned. And God's not going to come down in a dream and say, okay, here, here's the plan. I'm laying it out for you. Take notes. No, you got to do it. I'm telling you right now, you got to do it and you got to take it seriously. Oh, I'm so ahead of myself. I love y'all. So planning involves prayer, vision, and choosing good partners. <laughs> I'm telling you, 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 I mean, this, this is what you have to do. If, what is the vision? The, people say, the Bible says people without vision are unrestrained, right? And so now you got to be, begin to make the vision plain and write it down. What are you wanting to see? What do you believe God wants to see in that particular thing? <clears throat> so prayer, vision, and planning, okay? And, so, and so, so now let me go to the second point. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't even explain the last part, did I? No, I didn't. Let me go back. Yeah. Put that verse back up there for me. There we go. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. The reflections of the heart belong to man. Dope. This is so dope. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. What does that mean? It means that you can plan but make room for the editor. Make room for the editor. In other words, you can have super great plans but you, but you got to know that God is working your life out like a saga and a drama. Okay? And so God, God, your life isn't going to be 
a clear point direction and everything's going to blah, 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 get done. God has to do it in a way that it happens by faith. Okay, because he has to build your faith in the process of getting to the goals that you have. If it's not done by faith, you won't appreciate him. Okay, so 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 get it to the vine. I mean, when I was some of y'all may hear this when I was in college, I, I, I knew, you know, that's this is when my writing career started. So I went to English class and and I was like, uh, we had to do this paper. That was back when you had to go to a computer lab. You know, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You had to wait till your turn to get there and hope that you can get your paper done in time at the computer lab unless you had a typewriter or a word processor. And I hated using typewriter because we didn't have autocorrect on the typewriter. We had whiteout. And y'all don't even know what whiteout is, right? And so then I would have to print my paper out. When I print the paper out, I had to fold it because it's him. And then you put it together. You pull the, the, the pieces off the side. And then you lay it out. And then you got to break every piece apart. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I know that y'all don't know what a, a house phone is. Y'all don't know any of that. Y'all don't know what party line. I mean, just different season, right? <laughs> and so, and so I put I put my um I put my paper. I was like, I, I just know this about the you know this is gonna be used as an example teacher of how people should write papers. And so she was like, oh, a word, okay, cool, Mr. Mason. So next period, I come back, come back, not period, but next class. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, or Tuesday, Thursday. So I went to the next class. When I got there, you know, the teacher, first thing they do is passing out the papers. <clears throat> when I got my paper back, um, it looked like a crime scene. It was so bloody on my paper with her red markings that I couldn't tell what I wrote from what she wrote. And she saw my disappointment and she said, Mr. Mason, Mr. Mason, Mr. Mason, look, I know you're discouraged, but what I want you to do, just, just go home, rewrite this with my edits and hand it back into me, and I'll give you credit as if it was done the right way the first time. That's what God does for you. You make your plans, but you say, Father, here are my plans. And I know you said the plans you have for me are good. Those are the big plans. Does this work towards your plan? And God edits it. But don't be stupid and God edit it and you still try to do it on the pre-edited way. Am I talking to anybody in the room today? Stop being so doggone hard-headed. Listen. Listen, not my will, but thy will be done. And so... One of the things that it says next, well, my, my next point, is plans are judged, this is dope, <clears throat> on a heart level. Plans are judged on a heart level. So look at what it says. It says, all a person's ways seem right to him. <laughs> Isn't that funny? In other words, you know we think we, we own to something. You know, we, we, we think we got it, right? And so, and so, and so, 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 so our ways, or ways just means directions of life, right? But look what it says. It says, but the Lord weighs motives. Well, God, God, God weighs motives. And the way he weighs motives is sometimes through circumstance. So he'll give you a small version of the big thing you want to see how you do with the small version first to show you where your heart is. Okay, let me see if I can make a plan. So with my kids, right? My kid, you know, your kids say, Daddy, I want to I be a scientist. Or, Daddy, I want to be a dancer. And you know, some stuff costs a bag. Like, so I'm not investing in a $300 chemistry set 
or a year of karate classes, MMA classes, I'm going to do a little something to give you a little something so I can put minimal investment in so that I can see what your passion is. If I see that my child um, begins to uh, 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 like something or like music even more, I get them a few lessons and they like it and they, and they do it on their own, then I upgrade what I give to them because I, 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 I steward the, to them the things that meet their passion and commitment level. If they don't have the passion and commitment level, I'm not wasting my resources to invest in it. That's what God does with you. That's what he does with you. <clears throat> Some of the things that you, 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 listen, you got to maximize the season and opportunity in front of you. You can't act like you're going to be serious when you get to where you think you're going to be. You got to be serious when, 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 you, when, when things feel mundane and boring. Because those, that, because, well, listen, mastery starts there. Listen, the plan for Epiphany Fellowship started in an asbestos-filled cubicle in a trailer in the hood of South Dallas. With water coming down. It, 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 listen, I didn't know where it would go, but I had to start there. You got to begin starting where you are with that. So why? What you got to ask yourself is a few questions. It's a few questions. Y'all still checking with me, right? So why are you planning this? Let's see this. Ask yourself, why are you planning this? This is up on the board. So what does God get out of it? What you're planning and what you're asking God for, what does he get out of it? That's how he weighs motives. This is the way, listen, this is going to sound crazy, but these questions will help you get ahead of God weighing your motives. Because you weigh your motives before God weighs your motives. You hear that? And so what you do is you say, what does God get out of it, number one? How does it invest in the kingdom? Listen, these are prayers that God can answer. How are others impacted? Does it force you to steward your life, opportunities, and God's resources well? So, so, so when you ask yourself these types of questions with whatever it is you're planning, you begin to do that. So let's look at some principles of decision making. This is going to get real good for you. And it's going to free you up because some of us are hyper spiritual and some of us are super lackadaisy. Okay, so number one, I hope y'all got these this time. Please have them. Principles for decision making. The way of wisdom. Number one, where God commands, we must obey. Okay, so, so there are clear things in scripture that God commands. I really want y'all to hear me today. Are y'all listening? Yes, this is important. So, so, so there are clear commands. Do not marry an unbeliever. Listen, it's, this doesn't get any clearer than that. Like it didn't, it's no in between. Like if it's clearly said in the dead blasted word, do it. Don't ask me around it. Honor the Lord with the first of your wealth. Do I give off the gross or the net? Did you get a government off the net or the gross? So you want to give the government more than God. Anyway, y'all quiet in the mud. Where there is no commandment, God gives us freedom. You should breathe. Right? He gives you responsibility. You get a bit of the shoes. Let me, let me park here for a second. Because a lot of y'all are looking for a soulmate. And you're never going to find them. You don't know somebody's a, You're not a soulmate until you get married. Okay? Listen. 
God's will for your life most of the time is not a dot. It's a circle. Okay. Are y'all hearing me? God, this is how God, this is how the kingdom normally works. Very few things in your life is this, ah, right? This aha moment. Like it's circle dot. No, only dot is salvation and a few other things. But some of y'all, listen, it's 10 people you can marry. Choose one and stop being so picky. But they don't do this. Okay, whatever. But let me tell you something. Stay with me. Stay with me. I know I'm, I'm wilding today. But the way the will of God works is a circle. Everybody do like this. Say circle. Okay. When God made Adam and Eve, right? This is key. He said, eat freely of any tree in the garden. I know that's right, baby. That baby's screaming the word, right? Uh-uh-uh-uh. Eat freely. So that means they didn't have to pray about which tree to eat from. They eat from it. Matter of fact, they not only was able to eat from any tree in the garden, they was able to go out of the garden and subdue the earth and make more gardens and eat from all of that. But the dot was the sin. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. He said, you can eat of any tree in the garden except for the one in the middle. Why? See, that's, that's an example of how freedom looks in Christ. You're so free in Christ. There's so much for you to experience. Stop focusing on the thing you can't. That's how you make better decisions. And so if you're trying to choose a mate, um, most of us start with our preferences. Oh, y'all quiet. How they shape. How they look. Some of y'all even say, what their hair follicles look like, because that's how the baby hair going to look. <laughs> Don't act like I'm saying something. He got, he got good hair. My baby going to have a good hair. <laughs> I know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> But we got to choose based on God's biblical principles. Are they saved? Do they walk with the Lord? Do they come to church regularly? Do they give? Do they serve? Do they have other people in their life that's solid? I know I'm preaching, preaching. Because you can get you a fine fool. And listen, fineness only works for a week when you got a fool in the house. Why can't I have both? Why why y'all always got to say that? Yes, you can have both, but don't act like having both means choose the preference over the principle. I know I'm preaching. It's all good. Number three, number three. Where there is no command, God gives us wisdom to choose. And so a lot of things in life, God gives you the wisdom to choose. Like, is this the school? That's the school. Now, sometimes God, God will circumstantially narrow things down for you. He will. That's called his providence. Somebody say providence. That's God working in the, in the, in the seams and, and unseen parts of your life to bring your life together to order your steps. Oh, that's good. And, 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 and you got to know that, right? Look at the next one. When we have chosen what is moral and wise... We must trust the sovereign God to work all the details together for good. So, so that means that, that you're going to make plans and you're going to move forward in things. But listen, God, listen, God will leave 
some of your plans will have gaps because they're things that God has to do by faith. And in, other, in, other words, in, other words, in other words, God is not going to let you get away with having a life, anything in your life of importance that doesn't demand that faith, have, because God doesn't want you to think your plans got it done. He wants you to know that he got it done so that you can give him the glory for what he did. Right? So it's very important. Making good decisions is rooted in having a deeply, deeply biblical sense of God's view. So Jesus made individual decisions based on God's sovereign prerogatives. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that because that's very important. Last point and I'm done. Good decisions involve radical faith. Radical faith. Good decisions involve radical faith. Commit means role. Commit your activities to the Lord and your plans will be established. Now, 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 what you have to do is you have to commit your works to the Lord. In other words, you got to bring them to them, and then your plans will be established. Once you've, he's edited it, then you commit them, and then the plans get put into action. Now, but there's three types of people in this room. And I, I, you don't even have to raise your hand when I bring up these types of people. There's three types of people. Let's put them up there. It's the free-spirited, the methodical, and the motionless. The free-spirited, the methodical, <laughs> there it is, and the motionless. The free-spirited person plans and process maybe. So the free-spirited person is like, you know what? I'm going to Dubai tomorrow. No plans. They say, Where you going? I'm, going? I'm just going to Dubai. And they're on, the, they're, on the, they're on the thing like this on the gram, on the gram. And you see their feet and toes and everything by the sand and all of that. Just go places. No planning, right? Uh, the methodical overplans. You know, but never moves <laughs> and moves too slow. Uh, the motionless, they just, they just trifling, basically. They talk themselves out of everything. Talk themselves out of planning, out of fear of hyper-practicality. But, 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 you, but, but, but what's good about the free-spirited person is that they can walk by faith at times in ways that the methodical can't. But the methodical is able to think through things by faith to help the free-spirited actually get some organization in your life. So listen, if you're a free-spirited person, get more methodical people around you. A methodical people get more free-spirited people around you because you balance each other out because some of y'all don't want to move because you got too many plans and you ain't, everything ain't planned out. So you need somebody that's going to say, go! And then you knees on the other side. You, you, the the free-spirited people, you're doing this. You're spending this. You're going over here. you got King of Prussia. Next thing you know, you're in, you're in Turks and Caicos. Now you're in London. Now you're this. And they say, sit your butt down somewhere and let's plan out the year because you're in $15,000 worth of debt because you just go in places and you spin in bags and the APR and the financing on the card you're only making the minimum payments but the, 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 the finance charges are bigger than the minimum payments that you're paying so you're actually getting in more debt get a plan y'all are hear me today Y'all can tell I've been there, huh? <laughs> I've been there, my, my stupid self. <laughs> the Lord delivereth. The Lord delivereth. Number four. For verse four. It says, the, I love this. The Lord has prepared everything for his purpose. That's his sovereign will, right? So this, this is where God, every, everything in our lives... <clears throat> God uses it for his purpose. He said, even the wicked for the day of disaster. That's crazy. So the wicked even got used to God. Ain't that something? So, so but look at, look at, look, this is my, it's one of my favorite 
verses in the Bible. Verse 9. Look at verse 9. A person's heart plans his way, but the Lord orders his steps. Let, let, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. I like this because there were things that I had a plan for that I didn't have finances for. So I remember when one of my mentors, I said, I really want to do my doctorate degree. He says, apply. I said, but I don't have the money. He said, apply. So I applied, got everything together, and then as I planned and did my little stuff, God started sending stuff. The church ended up playing for my first year. Oh, oh God, I feel it in my shine now. My whole doctorate degree was paid for. Even my residencies to go in for two weeks a year and all of my hotel room for two weeks was paid for and food. Boy, listen, some of y'all need to bust a move. Some of y'all, under the sound of my voice, need to start taking steps. You waiting too long for some stuff that God has placed on your beautiful heart to do. And I came to speak a word over you today that God is saying to you today, begin moving forward. Listen, when God told Abraham to go, he didn't know where he was going. He just stepped out of the city limits and began walking and God began to direct him. God, listen, listen, the plan was to go to a promised land, but God doesn't always provide the details between where you are and the promised land. All he lets you know is you're going to go. Israel, all they knew is when that pillar or that fire cloud moved, we moved just like that. Because listen, when God, when God, listen, and God, listen, God is already working in where you're going before you get there. How do I know that? The Bible says we are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works created beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, hold on. The good works already exist. They just waiting for me to walk in them. When you going to start walking in them? I, I'm, I'm looking at you. I see all kinds of people. I see chefs. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I see counseling practices. Y'all don't hear me today. I see law offices. Oh, I see. A, listen, I see all kinds of things. I, I, I see physical therapists and doctors and lawyers. And I see, I see, I see all kinds of things that you can do to build up. But you, some of y'all are so afraid that God won't have you. You got to get out there and bust a move. And listen, he says, a, a person's heart plans his ways, but God will order your stuff. And God, listen, he, he's going to do it in such a way, listen, where you got to say it's him because stuff is just going to drop out of nowhere. Yeah. I remember when my, my, uh, God told me uh, to quit, my quit one of my jobs. I was working two jobs, supporting me and the vet, trying to pay for us to go to school. He said, quit this one job. I said, God, I'm going to have after taxes, $499. He said, I know. And I gave off the gross. So that brought it closer to $400. And so God said, send out a support letter. I ain't never, you know, black people, we ain't never heard of no support letter. You know, I don't know what that is. Support letter. Black people be like, boy, if you don't get a job, tell about some support. <laughs> you better get you some support job. Our white siblings, you know, they know about that. Oh, yeah, here, man. Do the kingdom, you know. Well, us, we like, we like. 
man, you better be, you, the black people, they don't believe you, we don't believe you're doing anything in life unless you're breaking your neck and killing yourself to get it done, right? If I had a hard time, you're going to have a hard time. Y'all know, y'all know I'm telling the truth. I'm not going to make it easy for you. You need to be taught some things. You need some poverty for like 10 years, right? <laughs> but but we, start, we send out these support letters and black people that don't even do it, sending us money. And so we, and, and we was able to get through school. And why? Because we were in the will of God, go to school. We were doing it, for, that's when you went away to school. There wasn't no online, none of that. You had to go. And, um, and, and man, God took care of us. Listen, let me tell you something. Your God is built to take care of you. He built like that, even though he never got built. I'm just using the slang. But he, but he also built you to walk with faith by him. And listen, Jesus submitted to God's sovereign will. And even when he wrestled with God's plan, he brought it before God. He said, let this cup pass from me. He prayed three times. But then he said, not my will, but thy will be done. In other words, prayer isn't a dictation of your will to God. It's your alignment with it. I'm done. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got this, this little acronym. We are to plan, I'm done, and present them to the Lord for divine approval. So I got this. My acronym is WIPE. WIPE. Worship, ink, present, pray, edit, expect. Well, you, you worship, you ink means you write it down. Then you present it to the Lord and pray, and then you edit what he tells you and then expect him to do it. That's what I want you to do. I want to make this practical for you. So you can go. So, so, so this week, uh, uh, um, I, I, like I told, um, the, uh, I don't know if it was, no, it was in this service. It was the other service. Um, I, I told them, you, you, some of y'all need to read Proverbs for 31 days. Y'all need to read the book of Proverbs. And you, you, need to, you need to begin working on memorizing at least five verses and get your stuff in order and journal where you are now and what you're wishing for. That's your assignment this week. Where you are and what are you wishing for from God to do? And I want you to begin the workings on the thing that you know God's been putting on your heart to do for his glory. Go back through those questions. Put those questions back up there for them as well. Put those questions back up there. So if you didn't take a picture, I want you to move your stuff through those questions. You know, uh, what does God get out of it? That one, those questions. I want those to be put up there. There you go.